0: basketball is back and even more importantly Wizards basketball is back what's going on Wizards Nation welcome to episode 5 of the Wizards walkthrough with Chase Carroll I'm the man previously mentioned Chase Carroll and as always I do appreciate you tuning in and listening to what I have to say you heard that right folks Wizards basketball is back it's looking like towards the end of July beginning of August the NBA will resume and the Washington Wizards are one of 22 teams invited to take place in what will be an interesting playoff experience. The Wizards will get an opportunity to play some regular season games for a shot at that final eight seed. But before I dive deeper into that, I wanted to stop and talk about arguably the most important player in D.C. basketball history, and that's Wes Unseld, who unfortunately passed away at the age of 74 yesterday after a battle with pneumonia. Wes is arguably the greatest player in Bullets-Wizards franchise history, and his accolades really do speak for themselves. And what he did for basketball in D.C. really cannot go understated, as Wes was a second overall pick by the Bullets in 1968, and in his rookie year, he won NBA MVP, only the second and still only the second player to ever win MVP in their rookie season. Ten years later, he helped bring the Bullets their first and only NBA championship, and he helped do so by winning Finals MVP. He played his entire 13-year NBA career with the Bullets, playing 984 games, 35,832 minutes, and he brought down 13,769 rebounds. All of those are franchise records to this day, and rightfully so, those numbers got him into the NBA Hall of Fame. I unfortunately never got to meet Wes Unseld, and at 23 years old, I also never got to see him really play. But from what I've heard, from what people have written, from what I've seen on YouTube, he was the real deal. And not just on the court, but also off the court. He was a great man from what everyone has said. But from what I've heard and what I've seen on the court, he's one of the toughest players you could ever find in the NBA. At 6'7", 245 pounds, he was playing in a center position against guys like Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and he was more than holding his own against those seven-footers. He was a tenacious, gritty rebounder who never gave up on a play. And he was also one of the greatest outlet passers in NBA history. For those young people out there like myself, we look at Kevin Love as arguably one of the greatest outlet passers in today's game. He really sets up the break really well. You look at Wes Unseld, he's arguably even better in that area than what we've seen from Kevin Love. He started breaks with incredible overhead outlet passes, and it was something in that area that not many people could do, especially as a 6'7 center, 245 pounds, a pure brick wall, who was also an incredible passer. He was an absolute wall when it came to setting screens and getting his teammates open. And he was just an unselfish player, an unselfish person. And I think he's going to be severely missed around D.C. Rest in paradise to Wes Unseld and... His family, everyone close to him, they're in my thoughts and prayers at this time. Because I know that he meant a lot to many people in the D.C. area. And he meant a lot to what we know Wizards basketball being today. In honor of the legendary Wes Unseld, I take you back to 1978. Here's the CBS television call of the Bullets' NBA championship victory. CBS, most valuable player here championship series and the celebrations can begin in Washington. Dick Mata and Bernie Beckerstaff are embracing over there as the Washington Bullets jubilantly file off the floor and the crowd here in Seattle rather than booing comes to its feet and gives both these teams a tremendous ovation. Freddie Brown and Wes Unself shaking hands at midcourt and it was the Washington Bullets prevailing 105 to 99, the final score as they file into their locker room. The commissioner of the NBA, Lawrence O'Brien, is here with some special guests, and Commissioner, why don't you present this trophy? This is one of the great series of all time in the NBA, and it was played right down to the wire, and we could all be proud of the Supersonics, uh, of course, tonight. And I'm very happy to be here with Jerry Sachs, Bob Ferry, our coach, uh, Dick Mata, And Wes Unseld, who has been waiting a while for all of this. So, again, that was CBS with the call of the 1978 Washington Bullets championship victory. They're one and only, and much of that is thanks to Wes Unseld. So, again, thank you so much to Wes Unseld for making sure we do not go ringless here in D.C. His contributions to D.C. basketball, to the franchise, will never be forgotten. Rest in paradise, Wes Unseld, and I hope the afterlife treats you very well as you treated us very well here on Earth. From some extremely sad news to some very happy news in the Wizards community, the Wizards are going to get an opportunity to reach the 2020 NBA playoffs. They are one of 22 teams invited to participate in the resumption of the NBA season. Each of those 22 teams will play eight regular season games before determining the seeding of the NBA playoffs. And the Wizards, who are just five and a half games out of the eight seed behind the Orlando Magic, will have an opportunity to get back into that playoff picture. If after those eight regular season games, the Wizards are within four games back of the Orlando Magic, they will then play play play-in games to determine who gets that eight seed. The Wizards would have to win two of those games, being that they're currently the ninth seed behind the Magic. If the Magic beat the Wizards just one of those games, the Wizards season would be over. And I know a lot of people around the NBA do not like this. A lot of people around the NBA don't want to see the Wizards in the playoffs. I'm sure even a lot of Wizards fans don't want to see the Wizards in the playoffs, but we don't know how this is going to affect NBA draft lottery yet. And really, even if this does affect the Wizards draft lottery situation, I think this could still be beneficial to the team moving forward because when you look at this roster, top to bottom, you see nine guys 24 years of age or younger. So you already got a young team. You already got guys that need playoff experience. You give these guys playoff experience. You add John Wall next year, a much-improved Bradley Beal from the last time we saw him play with John Wall. Assuming that they re-signed Davis Bertans, and you're going to have a little bit of extra money after that, given Jan Mihimi will likely no longer be on the roster. And he certainly, if he is on the roster, will, be n- will not be making the money that he currently is. But I look at guys like Troy Brown Jr. and Isak Banga, two guys that really improved as the season went on. Both are just 20 years of age. From game one to currently, those guys improved immensely. And I think especially Isak Banga, he improved on the offensive end in a drastic way, in my opinion. He's not all there yet but I'm imagining what playoff experience could do for guys like them, especially given we don't know what their situation will be in this offseason. We don't know if they'll be back because these guys could be fighting for a roster position next year. We have nine young guys, age 24 or younger. You'd have to expect that some of them will not be back. You'd have to expect that they may try to deal some of them for another piece, try to get some veterans in there to make that last push, because if you have John Wall coming back, a healthy John Wall, and a Bradley Beal who's playing at a level that we have never seen him play while he played with John Wall. We don't know what this team could be moving forward. And you'd have to assume that Davis Bertans is getting re-signed this offseason. There's going to be a little bit of money left over with Jan Mahimi off the books. So these guys are playing for a roster position as well. This This playoff push is going to be very important. Not just for the roster construction, but for developing these guys. Because guys like Rui Hachimura, just twenty two years old. You guys got guys like Thomas Bryant, another guy who could probably be playing for a position next year. Mo Wagner. These are all guys that are young and may not be on the roster next year. So maybe a good playoff series will cement them on this roster moving forward. This extended regular season and possible playoffs, I think, would also be great for a guy like Rui Hachimura for the for the reason of getting him some national exposure. You look at him, he plays for the Wizards. They didn't have any national televised games this year. They were 24-40. and 40. Not many people talked about the Wizards. But Rui Hachimura was arguably the second, third best player on the team as a rookie. He's not getting in the conversations like Zion Williamson, like Ja Morant, Tyler Hero, even though he played at a level pretty close to what they played at, if not at their level. He missed some games due to injury, but when he played, he played incredibly. I think he should be in discussion for first-team all-rookie. If not, he's definitely on second-team all-rookie. He more than exceeded his expectations as the number nine overall pick in his rookie season. And I, th- I want people to see what, I- what exactly he's done this year. I think that he'll come back and play at a high level just as he did when he was able to showcase his stuff on an international stage this past summer for Japan. He was the main guy there for Japan in international play. He got to play against a lot of top countries, including USA, where he dunked all over Miles Turner's head, if you don't remember that. But he showed that he can be a great basketball player already at such a young age, 22 years old. He was already leading his country and he looked great in NBA play, too, and a lot of people didn't get to see it. So I would love for people to get to see him play in a playoff stage. Assuming that he plays the way he did all regular season, people are going to take notice of how great Rui Hashimura really is. I think he's got some all-star games in him in his career. I think that's the type of ceiling he really has. And his floor, as we've already seen, is already high. He's already a great player in the league. So is he going to be our third option moving forward? I think that he could be a third option on a great team. So let's let's see how he develops. Let's see if he can put a, together a good late regular season and maybe get a little bit of a playoff push in him. So I just wanted to address the folks that maybe feel like the Wizards don't deserve to be in a playoff push at the moment. And I understand. They're 24-40 and 40 so far in the regular season. That definitely doesn't scream playoffs. But I also want to take you back to the preseason, what people thought of the Wizards, what their predictions for the Wizards were this season. And they far exceeded expectations. Whether you think they deserve to make the playoffs or not, you cannot deny that. They exceeded expectations. I'll take you back. Stephen A. Smith in the preseason said this, the Wizards have the worst starting lineup in the last 20 years. Look back at the teams the last 20 years. We had the Bobcats. We had the tank Athon 76ers. And Stephen A. Smith thought that this starting lineup was worse than both of those teams. The Wizards had the lowest 2K team rating out of all teams in 2K. They were ranked 28th to 25 by just about every major publication. So for them to be sitting 22nd right now in the NBA and getting an opportunity to continue their season, to me, is a victory. They far exceeded expectations. Tommy Shepard was given very little to work with this offseason, and he made it work. He got them to be 22nd best team in the league, which is not great. I understand, but they're not a laughing stock. They're by no means the laughing stock that people are making them out to be, because Tommy Shepard was given nothing to work with this offseason. John Wall, their best player for the past decade, was out with an Achilles injury. Bradley Beal had to shoulder the entire team on his back. But guess what they're getting an opportunity and I think that's all that anyone can ask for at the moment they just want I just want to see development I just want to see the young guys get playoff experience that is all I am looking for out of this and they're they're getting games that's all I can ask for to the folks that are looking for John wall to play in this postseason I wouldn't count on it John wall has come out and said that he won't Although Tommy Shepard also came out and didn't completely slam the door on it. He said, who knows, late in August, maybe if the Wizards are still late, somehow in the late playoff push, win a series or two, maybe they decide to bring John Wall back to try to push for a championship. And I know that talk is crazy. They're 24 and 40, so I'm not going to go too deep into that because I don't expect that to happen. But hey, crazier things have happened. If they somehow make a run, I would love to see John Wall come back. If not, I'm perfectly fine with them keeping him on the bench and trying to reload this up next season because I, I don't want him to re-injure himself. That's the main thing. If if John Wall were to re-injure himself in the playoffs, I think we would have to completely rethink our strategy moving forward. I would think that maybe Bradley Beal, I, I think you think about trading him at that point if John Wall were to get injured again. So to avoid putting this team in a completely different direction than, the, than what's currently planned, I would be perfectly fine just keeping John Wall on the bench. But say they make a run, hey, come on back, John. I know you're saying you're 110% healthy. I'd love to see it. And I think we've seen a lot of that on videos, just of him dunking. Looks like he's become an even better three-point shooter since he's been out. So who knows exactly what we have in John Wall now. Bradley Beal has come out and said in practice, John Wall has looked phenomenal and has made this team look so much better when he's in there. So say they make a a late run, John Wall could be that missing piece to not necessarily put them over the top for a championship this year. It's too young of a team, obviously, for that probably. But, hey, maybe uh, they make things competitive, give John Wall some playing time, see if he's really as healthy as he says he is, and we reload it again next year. Thank you all so much for listening to Episode 5 of the Wizards Walkthrough. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe. Maybe leave a review. I would love a five-star review if you can, if you enjoyed it that much. If you want to follow me, follow me on Twitter at chasecarol_ underscore. If you enjoy listening to what I have to say on Wizards topics, you'll probably like my tweets as well. Because it's just about all Washington Wizards from there. So thank you so much for listening, and I hope to have you back again soon. See you later, whiz kids.